You may feel like you're sinking beneath the waves today, but I'm going to tell you this. If you're in the right boat, you can't go under for going over. And that's the message I want to share with you today. You can't go under for going over. Luke chapter 8. This is starting at verse 22, and of course I'm reading in the English Standard Version. One day he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying one to another, Who then is this that he commands even winds and water? And they obey him. Father, we ask for the anointing of your Holy Spirit upon the ministry of your word. Let this be a time when you speak clearly to our hearts and plainly reveal truth to us that will enable us in our lives to walk in victory and by our faith to become overcomers, following our Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray, amen and amen. The account of this trip across the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Galilee, is given in three of the Gospels, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's in Matthew chapter 8, Mark chapter 4, and Luke chapter 8, where I just read. The account is substantially the same, a little bit more detail filled out in each one of them, but the record is the same. Jesus had finished ministry to a multitude of people, and he knew the next step and the next place of ministry. So he said to his disciples, let's get in the boat and go to the other side of the lake. Now they weren't just crossing over the lake to get to the other side. They had a place to go. Jesus knew what it was. The others did not. Mark says, in fact, that some other boats followed them along the way as they were traveling across the sea. But the point of this is that Jesus made the decision. He's the one who said, let's cross over the sea together, over the Lake of Galilee together. And when Jesus says that, my friends, and he invites you to come along, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. When he invites you to come along and you accept that invitation, and you say, Lord, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll follow where you want me to follow. And if you say, let's go here, I'll be there with you. If you say, let's go this way, I'll go that way with you. I'll follow you because I know that following you is always victory. It isn't always without trials. It isn't always without tests. It isn't always without complications. In fact, it rarely is without those things. However... It is always with victory when we stay in him and walk with him. So Jesus said, let's go to the other side. So they all got in the boat and they started out to the other side. 
Now, I'd like to think that every time I get in the boat with Jesus and I'm going somewhere, wherever it is, that it's just a smooth, easy, flowing trip. No problems, no issues, no difficulties, no confrontations, no trials. That's the way I'd rather live, wouldn't you? Never had the chance to do it, but I always thought it would be a great thing. When Jesus says, get in the boat and let's go, he doesn't say, this is going to be easy. He doesn't say, we won't have any problems, just come on with me. I'll take, there won't be any problem. What he does say is, if you get in the boat with me, you're going to make it to where I said we're going. We're going to get all the way to the destination that I've chosen. Now, they got out in this boat, and they were crossing over the little sea of Galilee. It's not a big place. It's not a tiny little place either, but it's not big and huge. I've crossed over the, I've crossed over the Sea of Galilee in, in, uh, in probably not in the kind of boat that they were using, but uh, you don't have to have a ship to cross over. It's just a regular, standard, fairly good-sized boat, and they have trips going back and forth across when you visit Israel, and I've crossed it more than one time. I never encountered on the Sea of Galilee what these men did, I'm glad to say, but when they got in this boat and started toward the other side, they encountered a terrific storm. In fact, the storm was so bad, the scriptures report, that the waves were washing over the deck of the ship and they were taking on water and they really thought that the boat was going to sink. That's how bad the storm was. And finally, when it got so bad, they figured they, they were looking for the Lord. They were trying to find Jesus to get some help. And somebody said, I think he's down in the hole of the ship. And somebody ran down there to check on that to find out. And lo and behold, he was down there and he was asleep. I know you thought the same thing. I know you thought sometimes you were looking for him and he was asleep. I know, that, I know sometimes you thought you were trying to find him and, and, you could, and, and you wonder where in the world is he. I know he was on this boat when I got on it, but where is he now? They found him asleep. And they woke him up and they said, Lord, we're about to drown. Did you know we're almost going under? We're about to drown. And this was one of the reports says that they said, don't you care that we are about to perish? We're about to go under and you're sleeping. Don't you even care? Well, here's the purpose of this whole thing. There was a lesson they needed to learn. And the first part of that lesson was that he always has a plan. If he starts you out on a journey, he has a plan and he has a purpose. And he will always fulfill his plan. He'll always fulfill his purpose regardless of what the difficulty or what the intensity of the storm that you have to go through may be. If you will stay in the plan of God, fulfill the purpose of God, he will take you to the destination that he's planned for you. And much of the time, there's a reason for the difficulties that we face. I believe there was a reason that these men had to face this storm. They needed a new revelation of the power of Jesus Christ. It, what, they didn't just need his teaching now. Right now, they needed a mighty revelation of the power of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus knew when they got to the other shore 
what was waiting for them. None of these disciples knew what was waiting. What was waiting for them when they got to the end of this journey after he calmed the storm and they got there, when they got to the end of this journey, there were a demon-possessed man, man who was so fierce in his demon possession that he broke chains and attacked people and was destructive in every way so that the people of all the countryside were afraid of him and required him to stay outside and live the civilization and live in caves so they would feel protected from his attacks that he constantly perpetrated upon people. He was, he was a man of fierce and ferocious strength because of the infilling of the demons within him. And he was a dangerous man. He was a man that most of them were afraid of, which is why they kept him away from the regular population of the people living out in the caves that were far away. Jesus knew he was on his way to confront that man and those demons. The disciples didn't know it. Suppose before they got in that boat, Jesus had had a little committee meeting with them. And he had said, now, fellas, I want you to cross over the sea with him, but I'm, I'm going to be resting while I go across, and you're going to have to be concerned about this, and you need to get your sailing skills up to, up to the highest level now because you're going to have one of, the, one of those ferocious storms that you've ever faced on the Sea of Galilee. And uh, you're going to, you, you, it's going to feel like the ship's going down, and I'm going to be asleep. Resting, you're going to have to take care of that. And then when we get to the other side, it's going to be even worse because there's going to be a man over there who's so full of demons that nobody can control him, nobody can restrain him, and he's going to be ready to attack all of us and, and destroy all of us. So I just want you to know that. How many of you think you would have had to go with him? I don't know. Peter and John might have tried it. They were sailors after all, fishermen by trade. Andrew could have, and James would have jumped in maybe, perhaps. But I'll tell you, I think Matthew might have said, well, you know, I've, I've got to wrap up some of my tax collecting business. I've got some of my books I've got to finish up, and I, I'll go finish up my accounting. I'll meet you guys here when you get back. I don't know what, uh, I don't know what Judas might have said. Who cares? <laughs> but I think he would have got all kinds of reactions. But he didn't tell them anything about what to expect. He didn't tell them anything about the storm. He didn't tell them anything about the demon-possessed man. He said, I'm going across the sea. Come on and go with me. And they said, that's a nice trip. Yeah, it's a good day for a sail. Let's go. How many of you started out with something that way? And it found out it, you found out it wasn't quite what you thought it was going to be. You started somewhere, you were on your way home, and you were being just as careful as you could be. And as you drove along, suddenly somebody <laughs> crashed and knocked you in, and you wound up in the hospital. Or you thought that you found the person of your dreams. Whew! It's the most wonderful thing I've ever experienced. And suddenly, something happened and you found out your dream was really a nightmare. <laughs> and instead of saying, God, help us to get together, you say, oh, God, help me get out of this thing. Help me out, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it 
So it, when you start out, it's rarely what you think it's going to be. There are things that happen before you get to the other side. But I want to tell you this, friend. You can count on this now. If you got in the boat that Jesus said get in, and if you're on your way to the other side where Jesus said we're going, I guarantee you if you stay on the boat and you stay with him, you're going to get to where he said you're going to go because you can't go under for going over. You can't go under for going over when you're with the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So the storm really prepared them to face that man of severe demon possession. That's, that strong attack against them prepared them for that. So when you're afraid of the storm, you may be afraid of the very thing that prepares you for the worst thing that's going to come. We learn to go through the storm in Him, by His grace, with His strength and His help, he guides us through the storm. We stay with Him. And when we get there, we know the results and the, and, 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 the, and the fruit of the victory because we've held on to Him and we've done what He is pleased to have us do. That's the glory of walking with Him. And that's why when you get in the boat with Him, it doesn't matter what the storm is. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter who fails you. It doesn't matter who lets you down. It doesn't matter who disappoints you. It doesn't matter who lies to you. It doesn't matter who stabs you in the back. It doesn't matter who betrays you. Ooh, I got on something really good there, didn't I? <laughs> because I want to tell you this. No matter who else is unfaithful, no matter who else is untrustworthy, no matter who else is undependable, I'm telling you about one today who is faithful. I'm telling you about one who's always trustworthy. And I'm telling you about one who is always dependable. He will not let you down. You can't go under for going over when you're with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this, I thought, how, how like us. Jesus is sleeping and they run down to the hold of the ship and they find him there. And one of them says, Master, don't you even care that we're about to perish? Don't you even care? You know, how many times have you asked that question? You don't have to tell me. I, and I'm not going to take a poll to ask you because I know that sometimes or other you've asked that question. You've, you, you have said, I know God can do it. You've, you've never questioned. You great man of faith and great stalwart giant of God, you've never questioned what God can do. But almost every day you question what he will do. <laughs> wonder how I know that. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> because that's the way we are. Oh, yeah, God can do it all. But will he do it for me? Well, I want to tell you this. If you're in the right boat, if you're going the right way, God will look after you and he'll take care of you and you'll make it all the way. Hallelujah. You'll make it all the way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There is a loud ringing due to a hearing aid either turned up too loud or not all the way in the ear. How do you know that's what it is? Well, I guess you know that. I'm just saying it that. I don't think it's mine. 
check on that, if you would, please? I, I think that it, it could be just a loud ringer. It could just be that I'm real loud. I'm not real sure. But help us with that. Thank you so much. Uh, and maybe if I won't be so loud, it might help some too. But I, I can't promise you that because I try sometimes and I just can't stop it. All right, so let's get back now. Where was I? Where, 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 where we are in the boat with him. And does he even care that we might go under? Not, the, not our question, can God do it? Our question is always, will God do it? And I want to tell you, when they came to him and said, Master, we're about to go under. Don't you care that we perish? He didn't have a conversation with them about it. He got up and he calmed the waters. He stilled the, he stilled the waves. He made it just as smooth as glass. And then he said to them, where's your faith? Your faith would take care of you. He did not say to them now, you by your faith were responsible to calm the storm. He's saying to them, you by your faith are responsible to trust in me because you know me. Although when this happened, they seemed to be greatly surprised at the power that Jesus had. Because when they calmed, when he calmed the sea and they looked out at it, they said, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? So they saw a great demonstration of his power, which was in preparation to land on the other shore and face the fiercely demoniac man who was going to come against them. They knew then that Jesus was in control and he could take care of it. But what I want to tell you today, my friends, if you get in the right boat, you're in the boat with the Savior, you cannot go under for going over. Amen. You are going to make it. You're going to win. You're going to overcome. You're going to be victorious. Hallelujah. Because that's the promise that God gives us. With Him, we're conquerors. With Him, we're winners. With Him, we're overcomers. And we're going to find our way to overcome in every situation that the enemy and the world brings against us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When, when Jesus started out on this journey, He knew all of this now. He knew all this was going to happen. But when He started out on this journey, this is what He said. Let's go over to the other side. Let's go over to the other side. It's that simple. That simple. When Jesus says, come on and go with me, we're going somewhere. If you put your hand in his, let him hold you tightly. Where he says we're going, that's where you're going. That's where you're going to get there, and you're going to get there safely. You're going to make it through every storm. You're going to make it through every complication. You're going to make it through every attack. You're going to make it through every betrayal. You're going to make it through every complication. Because Jesus is the one who takes you safely to the shore, safely to the destination. When he has called you to go somewhere, he is going to make it possible for you to get there and to get there in victory. You can't go under for going over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, even Peter, it wasn't this occasion. It was a totally different occasion. When they were out on the sea and Jesus came walking on the water to them and found them there. Uh, uh, on the boat, they recognized that it was the Lord. And Peter said, well, 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 Master, if it is you, bid me come to you in the water. And Jesus said, well, come on. Bid me come to you on the water. Jesus, come on. Come on. Uh, and so Peter stepped out of the boat on that occasion. And he started walking towards Jesus. Now, I fully believe 
Peter took a few steps on the water. One of the reasons I believe it is because when he started to sink, he didn't turn around and reach out and grab for the boat. He already got too far away for that. But once he got far enough away from the boat and he started looking around, wow, Ooh. look where, how far I've come. What? Took his eyes off Jesus and started seeing, and then he saw the waves. Wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be out here doing this. Reality said, not faith reality, but doubt reality set in on him. And he started to sink because he took his eyes off the Lord and started thinking about himself and his circumstances. When he started to sink, he cried out, not to the men on the boat to throw me a lifeline. He was too far away. He said, Lord, save me. He hadn't quite got to Jesus yet either, but Jesus has a long arm. Jesus has a great reach. He'll reach all the way to where you are, friend, just like he did with Simon Peter. Reach all the way down to where he's already down sinking in the water. He grabs him and pulls him back up and walks him back over to the boat because when you are with Jesus, you can't go under for going over. You can't go under for going over. That's the victory of the Lord. That's the promise of the Lord, and that's what we're going to win the battle with. We're going to win the battle knowing that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you're glad about that, clap your hands right now. Just as much to God. Hallelujah. I almost never, when I'm preaching, say, somebody say, praise the Lord. I think I'm going to start saying that. I think I'm going to start doing it. I almost never say, somebody say, amen. I almost never say, somebody clap your hands. I think I'm going to start doing it just to help you know when it's the right time for it. <laughs> but you know, because you're in this. You, you, I, you know, I sense, I sense your participation in this this morning. I know you're involved in what I'm telling you this morning. I know you accept this. I know you receive this. I know you believe it. And I know you're going to experience it in your life. Put it into practice and start living this and say, when it looks like I'm failing and faltering, when it looks like I'm sinking, and it looks like I'm going under. I'm going to turn and look to the Lord because I know that He's the one who will reach down and take me and lift me up. And I know this, when I'm walking with Him and trusting Him and believing Him, I cannot go under for going over. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I think that I've done well today. I don't mean in preaching a good message. I mean in ending it on time. I thought I'd preach till about 12.10 or 12.15. But one good thing about me, I hope you'll appreciate this. I won't tell you every time, but it's always true. When I get through, I quit. There are a lot of people keep on preaching when they're through. I just realize I've finished and I'm through. So stand with me, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. I could go on another 10 or 15 minutes. But why I don't need to do that? I've already told you what the Lord sent me to tell you this morning. I've told you that. I've told you. I came to tell you that God says, when you're with him, you can't go under for going over. Amen. Hallelujah. So we've said it and repeated it and declared it, illustrated it, preached it. And now you believe it, don't you? Right. Hallelujah. So that attack that you're coming under at your job, 
that attack that you're coming under at your job, that attack that you're coming under at your job <laughs> is not going to win the battle over you. What the enemy is telling you won't work out if it's God's plan for your life, it will work out. What the enemy is saying to you, you cannot do, but you know God's called you to do it. I'm telling you that you can do it because God gives you the strength and the power of anointing to do what he tells you to do and you can't go under for going over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.